This is Table Talk 19.984375 from your pals at Late Afternoon Gaming. Tonight, we're talking Terryology and steamy romance novels. All great stuff. Enjoy. I am now recording. This is me recording. This is my recording voice. All right. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to... You know, we're continuing to not do session 20, so this will be table talk 19.9999 something, whatever. Uh, got a couple notes from last time. Uh, first and foremost, I don't I don't know what was up with me last time, but I was being extremely impatient. <laughs> um, if you listen to the uh, table talk and the session, Witch Hunt Part 2, from last week, there are four times when I, like, ask a question and then wait, like... You know, two seconds, and I'm like, well, come on, guys, you're going to answer or what? Um, the four times it happened, and I don't know why I was being so impatient. So my apologies for that, and I'll do better this time. Yeah, Are I was you... actually really bent out of shape about that. Um, yeah, I figured. And, and I think it really affected my my combat. That That's why I kept trying oh, to do yeah. a whole person on that. <laughs> fucking, uh, because I was just so thrown off and kind of in a funk. So that's your fault. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's, that's fair. I think it may be because of your poor spiritual fitness. Oh, that could be. <laughs> uh, I am definitely uh, come back to a conversation we had thirty seconds ago. Audience, uh, listen up. <laughs> yeah, pay attention, audience. Okay, uh, we were talking about Dark Souls three, and uh, I was talking about how you need to do Sieg Meyer's quest line in order to achieve a goal that you guys wanted to do. Sieg Meyer is from Dark Souls one. Sieg Ward is from Dark Souls 3, so... Yeah, I wasn't gonna correct you on that because you're such a casual that I thought it wasn't worth my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, uh, on my YouTube channel, Vati Vidya, I, I have a whole fucking slew of things about <laughs> about all of the Siegs, so... Yeah, it is interesting hearing you on this where you drop the Australian accent. Uh, yeah, I'm a man of really many neat. voices, as you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... Last thing from Table Talk, uh, I checked my email yesterday and I, I had two emails from Amazon, both uh, full of salt lamps <laughs> and the deals I could get on them. So, uh, Amazon is listening to this podcast. Hey, thank you, Amazon. <laughs> Just, you know, spread the word. Uh, okay, I thought it was funny during this session, Jack, uh, you said words to the effect of, um, well, to, to set the stage, you had just come out of the first memory. Um, and the crestfallen man had told you, hey, not many people or nobody ever comes out of these memories. So he was somewhat impressed that you had. Mm -hmm. And then you said something to the effect of, oh, clearly the other travelers in here are pretty low caliber. Uh, and, and then you guys immediately walked into the the Sister Friday fight. So I thought that was... Uh, and you know what? We walked out of it, too. Yeah. Looking back, that, that was pretty humorous. Uh, uh, Duncan is, uh, I, I think it's funny, is always fascinated by the initiative decimals. Um, I think it's come up now like five <laughs> times throughout the course of this and podcast. And it gets explained every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, my memory of these podcasts is probably better than anybody else's simply because I listen to them more than anybody else does. So things like that jump out to me. But I've probably done the same thing of like asking the same question over and over uh, we're not over and over, I'm exaggerating, but uh, just forgetting shit and <laughs> bringing it back up again. Right, but so I Duncan, think, just so you know. I think it's important for us to establish, like, character traits and quirks that the listeners can latch on to that <laughs> distinguish us. Right, right. Oh, that's smart, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So yours is a senility? Right, well, I like to enter every session, you know, like it's a brand new thing that I've never witnessed before. Oh, yeah, okay, so, you, okay, which one's the d20? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, uh, when I'm a player, I like to basically provide our listeners with the fish out of water, uh, you know, that helps right. them relate better to what's going on at the table. Right, yeah, because you're the protagonist. So, right, so I, know, I kind of... You're the Luke Skywalker. Right, I, that is how I see myself, and I view what's going on at the table through the eyes of a child. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's smart, that's smart. Yeah. Um, during the combat with Sister Friday, Emmerich should have made use of his robe of eyes. Um, uh, you had de-equipped that because you already had the Ring of Sharon, so you just... You know, because I had said earlier, hey, just, you know, you can keep them, just don't use them yet. Um, I I thought I had given that to Balasar. No, he has the robe of flying. You have the robe of eyes. Is that a... Oh, I thought... I didn't realize it was one or the other for the robe of flying. Because I, I, I removed the robe of eyes from my inventory. Oh, it's, I don't know why. It's, it's, it's not, so it's not there has, anymore. You yeah. have the boots of flying. He has the robe of flying or whatever. It's called cloak of... I don't know what it's called. Um, but you still have the robe of eyes. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is it would have helped during the, the Sister Friday <laughs> fight. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, that oh, makes no, sense. I, even, I, have the, I, even, I have the wings of flying, according to my inventory. Sure, yeah, same thing. It's the it's a cloak that gives you wings. Um, we talked about uh, Richard from Lost, and we couldn't identify who this person was. That actor, his name is Nestor Carbonell. Okay. It sounds like a pop <laughs> that explains uh, why I've never remembered yeah, that, his name. That sounds like a yeah. name. <laughs> right, but that, that sounds that like an guy. Olive Garden dish. Mm -hmm. Immediately afterwards, I said, oh yeah, it's that Ken Ham looking guy. So I was the person I was actually referring to is John Ham, the main actor from Mad Men. Um, John Ham doesn't Hamm, look anything like Ken Ham. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ken Ham is the young Earth creationist uh, yeah. who, uh, who debated Bill Nye back <laughs> like 10 years ago and lost. <laughs> um, well, okay, that's well, your interpretation. That's true. <laughs> um, I remember I had watched that debate like live as it was happening, and it was like both sides were were pretty stupid because <laughs> um, the nature of that debate they were supposed to be just debating like the principle of creationism in general versus not creationism, but all they ended up really debating were like Ken Ham's specific young Earth create like Christian creationist belief, um, you know, like Noah's Ark evidence stuff like that and it, it had nothing to do with anything it was, it was oh my god stupid. it's two and a half hours long <laughs> yeah no i don't recommend watching it. i just gave you the summary like well, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah so listeners if, if you want to become um you know if you want to like start donating money on our patreon and become a premium subscriber uh i am actually an amateur uh flood geologist <laughs> um, and cool. so yeah. i will take you through the geological record and explain to you why uh how I know, based on physical evidence, that the Earth was created 6,000 years ago. Well, how about this? We set up two Kickstarters. One is you prove that it, uh, young Earth creation of, creationism is right. The other one is that it isn't. Whichever Kickstarter raises more money, that's the one that you prove. That must right. be yeah. true. And, and once I prove it, it, it's final. Right. That's it. That's the authoritative stance from <laughs> science. <laughs> um, last uh, thing. So this comes up somewhat frequently. The... A die rolling issue where we'll try to roll dice from D&D Beyond and it's not making its way to Foundry. So, I, I'm not saying it's always the same thing every time when that comes up, but, excuse me, what Nerf will usually ask is, hey, do you have the 
the Beyond 20 plugin installed, which is the uh, like Chrome extension or you know whatever browser you're using that allows you to like roll your dice in D&D Beyond and it goes to Foundry or Roll20 uh, or whatever you're using. Um, and usually when he says that, what I say is, oh yeah, I got it. And, you know, but there's two places you have to activate it. You have to activate it on the sheet and then you also have to make sure it has permissions for Foundry. Um, which that was what solved it for me last time was doing the second part. So Nerf was right to ask that question and I just misinterpreted it. But if you're having problems, that is another solution that it didn't immediately occur to me mm. to check both. Um, but there you go. That is something to consider when we're talking about our ability to roll from D&D Beyond. Now, I know in my case, uh, rolling from D&D Beyond works in Foundry, but it is sometimes very slow. Like, there's significant delay. Sure. Yeah, I have that problem, too. I, I do have a question for... Now that since we brought up D&D Beyond and Foundry um, for the people who use D&D Beyond. So I, I, I create my character in D&D Beyond and then import it to Foundry and do all my roles. Um, one of one of the things I really like about Traveler, and this is an alternate rule in the player's handbook, is I, I like that Traveler sets you up to roll um, skills with different attributes. Um, so instead of like an acrobatics check always being dexterity based you could have like an intelligence based acrobatics check or uh constitution you know whatever the situation calls for um i know in foundry it gives you the option to change the attribute that the skill is based off of um do you know is that possible to do in D D beyond i'm not aware of that i don't, I don't think, think so. so i've never seen it mm. okay that's just a, a fun little tidbit um i'll, I'll have to keep in mind in the future. Lie, it sounds pretty heretical, so... Yeah, so we will uh, not be doing that at my table. <laughs> yeah, ever. Um, and if I okay, find out that you travel to another state to do that at someone else's <laughs> table, you will oh. be held accountable for it here. It's uh, it's an alternate rule, just like everyone's other favorite alternate rule. You know, flanking gives you advantage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our podcast stats, we're up to 839 total downloads. Uh, and the Dutch are uh, right. They've gone from you know newcomer to their our number four most uh, most listened from country. And that's so saying I'm gonna so. throw yeah I'm gonna throw this out there. If the Netherlands, if all my Dutch listeners, if you surpass the total number of downloads that America has, we will all come to the Netherlands to do a live show. I'm saying it wow. right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's it. He said it. So yeah. I said it. Yeah, so let um, us know what your most popular, like, bar is that you want us to come to. Mm-hmm. Just what, whatever, what, whatever bar everybody in the Netherlands goes to, and we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will require the help of at least one fan to, you know, chauffeur us around and, and show us a good time. So, you know, we'll work out the details, but first you got to get there. So, uh, my Dutch listeners, you need to get uh, about 670 more downloads with as assuming the US doesn't get any um so which i think is probably the, a good assumption yeah the challenge is out there so yeah and D- dutch listeners we're also going to need a some kind of primer on like what the speech laws are over there um <laughs> you know i we need to know which rules we need to not run afoul of i i know that in every country that is in america they'll you know they'll put you in jail if you say uh things they don't like so <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I think I remember seeing that on Fox News. Right, yeah, because uh-huh. that's just one of the things about, you know, you live in a in the world's only free country and you kind of forget 
Uh, yeah, it's right. just it's, the, it's the prison colonies that everyone so else lives in. If you have a monarch over there or something like that that we need to be careful about not making fun of, just let us know so we don't step on any landmines like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and for my Australian listeners, uh, so far we've only got one download, so you know they gotta, you gotta really pick it up, Aussies. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that is all I had for uh, my uh, pre-written. Uh, tabletop talkings, but Good. That nerf. Means we can talk you, about spiritualism. Yeah, no, we can talk about teriology first, which they're they're you know very closely related. So, yes. you dropped something in the chat uh, a couple hours ago that I think you know really needs to be discussed. Uh, and frankly, I'm a little surprised it took us this long to start talking about it. So go ahead and talk <clears throat> yeah, about. Yeah, so I was uh, you know I was I was perusing uh, uh, Reddit as one does, and I I came across this this mathematical proof that. Um, Terrence Howard, uh, who is I guess famous he was an, actor Terrence yeah, Howard, he was an actor um, had stumbled upon, and he he sat there looking at this equation: one times one equals one. Um, like seems like a simple enough equation, right? Like you know, one times anything is it's is, is itself, right? Um, but he realized, like, wait a minute, there's two ones on the left side of the equation, but one one on the right. So clearly. This does not pass any basic law of common sense. Um, so he, he, you know, kind of really dug into that and went through some proofs and realized one times one equals two. Um, and then like delving deeply into this, like, okay, how did we, how did we get off on this wrong track to even like come to thinking like one times one would equal one. And he realized that it came from these multiplication tables that we had received um, from, uh, from, the sky people or otherwise known as the uh anunnaki um some six thousand years ago that was given to us mm-hmm, to purposely mm-hmm. mislead mankind so that we would never achieve um you know achieve greatness um so i'm still i'm still kind of going through his uh the you know the works he's been putting out um but it's been uh, it's been some really really enlightening yeah it's definitely a tough nut to crack, but it, it is remarkable how far we've come as a people without, you know, getting that right this entire time. It's uh, it's something. So I do I do want to. I've linked the the tweet that has all of that. So dear yeah. listeners, please look into it and educate <laughs> yourselves. But there's also a great quote about teriology uh, on Wikipedia. It's something that he was saying about it. He said, how can it equal one? If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two and that cannot be, end quote. Right. Uh, he also so stated he, he that he on spends like late on. night shows and talked about that. There's an important follow-up. He also stated that he spends many hours a day constructing models of plastic and wire that he patented and claims to confirm his belief. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced. So it was like a decade ago, I think he was like, he went on a late night show or two and was talking about this. Uh, and, you know, because he was trying to get the word out. Now, I don't know if this is like a very elaborate, like kind of a PR stunt. <laughs> or something uh, like you know just a I don't know you know he was a pretty famous actor but I don't know that people were talking about him in particular that much and you know maybe this is some stunt I don't know maybe he really believed it uh, I don't know if he still does <laughs> but um, 
And it's yeah, it's really I heard interesting. about it about a decade ago. It's really interesting reading his book because there's just like statements that are like out of nowhere. Like in and this is the, the book is like 163 pages long. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm still kind of like slowly digesting through it, but there'll be things where like it'll it'll have like you know one times one is two, therefore like one times three is four. Um, and then like the caption for that figure will be Jim Crow laws. And it's like, it's like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I I just pulled up his Wikipedia page and, uh, the last, in the last sentence of the introduction, it says in September, 2019, Howard announced that he had retired from acting as he was quote, tired of pretending unquote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, also, if you don't know that you're going to be pretending a lot as an actor, you might have picked the wrong field. <laughs> the um, the second line in his personal life thing is he has been married five times to three women. That's a pretty strong one as well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really interesting stat. Yeah. Well, and does that mean and, and he would he get triggered if yeah it says five times and uh-oh, what does times even mean anymore? Uh-huh. <laughs> is it fifteen marriages? You know, it's unclear what is meant. Yeah, what I is think intended it's no, because I think sentence. five times three is eight, according to the rest of his math. Uh, <laughs> so, because you look at at the bottom of that like four page proof thing that you would put, you know, it just says you know one times one equals two, and one times two equals three. It's like, okay, so multiplication has just become addition. <laughs> That's all this is. Uh, well, he okay. defines it earlier. <laughs> um, uh, where is it? Uh, when A and B are positive integers, that A is to be added to itself as many times as there are units in B. That's what multiplication is. Mm. That's the associative and commutative law. So, well, what you, what you just said sounded then, like it was correct. Then when one is added to itself one time, you get two. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you see? You just trapped yourself, Shepard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on, here's, here's another one. In the legal issues session, section, sorry, it says, in February 2009, it was reported, blah, 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 that Howard was arrested in 2001 for a variety of charges related to a violent attack on his estranged first wife, including simple assault, terrorist threats, harassment, and stalking. What does that mean? Terrorist threat? I, I mean, terrorist I, I think threats. Ter- uh, you said this was in 2001? Yeah. Or no, yeah, two, so, yeah, yeah. He was arrested in 2001. It was reported in 2009. Yeah. So I think the the word terrorist is is more broadly used now than maybe it used to be. Maybe. Uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where now when someone you someone says terrorist, you're like that could that could mean anything. <laughs> uh, whereas before, I think it it was a little more narrowly tailored in terms of what we're talking about if we talk about terrorists. But yeah, so. Nerf, with your newfound knowledge, what uh, what insights have you gained, and how are you going to use this to become rich or become happy, or you know, whatever well, improvements it's, this it's, new math can do? It's made me realize that a lot of you know, especially like around engineering, a lot of our bounds on terms of limits and energy are are, are false. Really, there is uh, you know, there's an abundant amount of dynamic energy in the universe that we haven't been able to tap into until now. Um, well, we've chosen think- not to anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, we've, we've simply closed our eyes to it, I think. Yeah, well, and, and again, uh, you know, it's, it's we were given these false, uh, these false multiplication tables. So, I mean, like, bad on us for not realizing it. But this is also, like, this is us following into this trap that 
the sky people tried to set for us. Um, so now I, I feel set free. Like now we can really push towards enlightening mankind to achieve uh, the greatness we were supposed to achieve. See, this is why I never multiply. I only <laughs> if I, I only if I add, ever need. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'll add or I'll divide by fractions. Mm, wow, that's a, that's a smart way to get out of it. Right, it's kind of a workaround. But you know, if it gets at the truth, you know, more accurately, then it's probably worth it. That's really what I care about. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm uh, I'm really just trying to get on the bad wagon now for when this thing becomes like Scientology and its own religion. Um, mm. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. There just aren't enough corners in the day for me to, you know, really spend much time thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, neat, uh, interpretations of our reality out there. Um, time cube, of course, not least among them, but. Hey, speaking of neats. Uh, how are you doing, Jay? Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 you know, I'm doing fine. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Jack is really nailing the yes and. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> how you doing? I'm not. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> hey, Jack, I want you to know that that beer I had you try the other day, that uh, caramel macchiato stout, I found at Costco, of all places. Um, I, wow. When hey, were you uh, at Costco? It seems like you're never there. Same beer, but it was a it was a strawberry chocolate caramel macchiato stout, which is uh, I think you've already uh, told me about this. That sounds like that sounds a bit much. Not it's, only is it a lot going on for a beer, but when you go to Costco, like who wants to buy a five hundred pack of Tall Boys of strawberry chocolate caramel macchiato I'm, stout? I assure yeah, you you're, that those people committed. don't exist. Yeah, and I I mean I I like the caramel macchiato stout. But even even getting through a six pack like over the course of a week, it's a you know it's pretty rich. That's a struggle. Yeah, I I definitely felt like I was doing that instead of eating a meal. The the one that I had like right. it's right. pretty dense. Yeah. It's like drinking yeah. an alcoholic can, pudding. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're drinking that <laughs> and then you're drinking water the rest of the day and that's all you consume. Right. Yeah, you get that 500 pack for like the the bomb shelter. <laughs> it's part of the yeah. uh, like doomsday supply. I don't know. It's good. I would I would happily buy a few cans of it. 500 is too many. Okay. Speaking of which, situation. Uh, you've got a bomb shelter, uh, and you you've got limited space for things that you're going to have to entertain yourself with. Um, Wait, I don't understand the... that constraint. Why would I have limited space? In the bomb shelter? If I built a bomb shelter, I wouldn't build it with one with limited space. Well, it's zoning laws. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So let's say it's only as big as... Let's say it's 20 feet by 20 feet. Um, What's the... What are the other dimensions? It's infinite. It's infinitely tall, but... Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but you don't have access to anything uh, above 8 feet. Uh, I forgot a ladder. Okay, I'm only about 6 feet tall, so that makes sense. Yeah. So, what what are what are you prioritizing in terms of personal entertainment that you're going to uh, you're going to be doing for you know potentially a pretty long time? Yeah, uh, I, it... I could just go for a mirror. <laughs> it's a good one. I can just stare at myself. Is it just me in there? Yes. Okay. Um, and my food is, I guess, stored in a different room, or 
Yes, somehow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is this is just the playroom portion. Of... <laughs> right, just the this is the playroom portion. <laughs> Your bomb shelter. Bomb shelter, shelter. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe just like a vibrating butt plug. It's good. Okay. How about one of those uh, fidget spinner butt plugs? Oh. <laughs> like a fidget spinner butt plug bottle opener. <laughs> okay. Can opener. Yeah, it, I was gonna say it's yeah, it's got a Swiss Army knife on the other end. Uh, I'm oh, going with books. Oh, I, I would bring books. Oh, I, just, I, I was thinking on. the same thing. Yeah, but this is important. I uh, went to get a fidget spinner butt plug link to put in the link dump, and the first thing that came up on Amazon is light up fidget fidget spinner butt plug with emojis. Oh, oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Wait, how, the how are the uh, how are the the emojis incorporated into the light up well, here, I'll, I'll, plug? I'll put it in the <laughs> I'll put it in the chat so you guys can take yeah. take a look here. So um, I, I actually have my final answer here, and it's uh it's just a iPod Classic with uh, every episode of Late Afternoon Gaming loaded onto it. Oh, now that's smart. That's yeah. smart because it's really all I need. Mm. Yeah, late afternoon gaming. Listeners, tell your friends about late afternoon gaming. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Um, that you know. and, you know, Chuck Tingle's complete collected work. <laughs> right, the omnibus. <laughs> right. And, um, uh, you know, and then I think I'm good to go. Yeah. I think I told you guys I did read a Tingler. Uh, and uh, it was it was pretty oh, funny. I've, I've read several. They're, they're entertaining. Yeah. You got to be in the right mood for it, but yeah. <laughs> Let your partner know what mood your veer is in as it puts on a spinning light show. Right. <laughs> the first sentence of the description. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, look at down, down at the bottom. Offer your ass yeah. to your lover and this fidget spinner. Uh, yeah. So it cuts off, but you know this is something I uh, I have a job where like every evening it's somebody's responsibility to like tour the office and make sure that you know nothing. That's like, you know, a trade secret or anything like that is left out before the cleaning people come in. But yeah. what it means is you constantly, like, you constantly get a look at what's in everyone's office, even if there are people on the floor that you wouldn't normally interact with. And so I thought about, like, you know, putting weird shit on, uh, like, on my desk. I don't know. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, not a very... I, I don't know. I, I I don't really have any good ideas about it because, of course, you want it to be like short of being a fireable offense, but mm-hmm. um, you know, edgy enough that it's memorable and funny. Well, so what if you just had like not like a not something too bad, but just like one of those cheap romance novels where it's got like the really hunky guy on the front? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think so, that'd be pretty good. We, we, but Dude, what was like, the one that you used to use the uh, the uncompromising Italian? The uncompromising yes. Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think this is one where I was looking for a gag gift for someone, and I knew like, okay, I'm gonna get one of these silly looking like romance novels that you buy at the grocery store, and that one just sort of leapt out at me. And there are a lot of good ones that are like, you know, a shirtless cowboy um, and stuff like that. But the Uncompromising Italian was just a surprising title. Yeah, it, um. it's such a strange adjective to, to, to throw on somebody. Like, like that's the thing that's most attractive about them is that they're uncompromising. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Um. It's also just it not three something three out of five that, stars on Goodreads. Hey, I read the Uncompromising <laughs> Italian. It's a page turner. I think I started reading it, and I was immediately very bored. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't remember what 
about it uh, I found like uninteresting, <laughs> but well, it, it didn't grab me. I mean, I I've said it, I've said it many times. I think everyone should read Fifty Shades of Grey because it is an absolute trip. Um, mm-hmm. I have read it. I encourage everyone else to read it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I I started it. I yeah. I didn't get that far. And I imagine that if I were ever to meet a woman, uh, that it you know it has probably made me a better lover. It, almost certainly, yeah. One of the oh, I do remember one of the things about the uncompromising Italian that I found to just be an eye roller, <laughs> which was, and this is this is classic. The protagonist, um, who is you know the woman of the story, she's like rolling over to this guy's house to like do something IT related because her job is she's like a web page designer, but she discovered through her web page design like work that she's a really good hacker i'm like that that doesn't make sense <laughs> like that's not how that works at all uh, um oh really and, so you're gonna yeah. explain how computers work to us now <laughs> Ooh, she's oh, like oh this you, html is really similar to this java uh, and, yeah, sure yeah oh yeah you know this this front page you know user interface design you know really <laughs> really gives me a lot of insight into the the back end server design. <laughs> uh, um, like, oh yeah, now I now I get the whole picture. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and you know that really turned me off. I'm uncompromising when it comes to technical details. So <laughs> many women have uh, told me that my you know uncompromising nature is the sexiest thing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's if there's one thing women love, it's obstinance <laughs> mm. <laughs> and uh, unwillingness to change. I kind of I present myself as a project. <laughs> right, yeah. You could fix me, probably. Yeah, I'm a real fixer upper. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bound to work eventually. It's a numbers game. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. There's probably somebody out there. No one has wanted to fix me yet, but I imagine someone might. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because you don't have enough problems. You're not Maybe. worth fixing. Well, that's um, you know. I'm about to turn that turn that dial <laughs> even farther to the right. Uh-huh. <laughs> more more problems, yeah. less compromise. No, my my fingers are on that knob. <laughs> All right. Well, did you guys have anything else for table talk, or do you want to move into the session? Yeah, I thought we could talk about abortion a little bit. No. Okay. No. no. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about inflation? Like the fetish. <laughs> now you got Jack's attention. Yeah. Oh. T- take it away, Jack. Uh, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Uh, I'll, I'll put some choice links in, though. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's uh, if you guys need to, we can take a little break and then let's get into the session. <laughs> 